I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. Do you want to play a game? Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. I'm your number one fan. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? We have such sights to show you. gonna ask i was like is it raining enough to where you have to worry about gators Dude, when I, thank god i don't when i came out of, you know what's funny hmm. when i came out of that movie it was fucking pouring rain oh shit so it, it was very fitting it was very fitting to actually see that movie come out fucking raining cats and dogs no gators luckily i was able to make it in my car good safety wearing my flip-flops got my feet all wet and shit you know yeah how but, how was crawl Crawl was very good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. The more I think about it, the, the more fun um, I had watching it. It was like a natural disaster movie times two. Because mm-hmm. um, you had this crazy Category 5 hurricane hitting this small town in Florida. And they had to evacuate the shit out of the town. And then you throw fucking gators in there. Because just so happens <laughs> that there was a fucking gator farm near... <laughs> Near the house, you right? know what? Very- it, you know, it makes sense though because it's Florida, right? Like it's Florida, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like okay, Gator Farm, whatever. But uh, that's some bad stroke of luck right there. It's like yeah, the whole fucking place was flooding. The fucking levees broke. Yeah. All was right? it was it like deep blue sea and they were like super gators or was it just like or no. were they just regular? No. <laughs> it, yeah. Was it? I'm was so it? Uh, glad, uh, <laughs> so glad. It of a gator but no they were like regular gators it was just fucking huge gators but they were so cool there were times where i would question whether it's cg or not oh um yeah it was like that i was like maybe they use some kind of uh animatronic gator at one point or even like um a prosthetic kind of gator where they can get a close-up and you can actually see real texture on, on film, not like CG texture. You know the difference, you know. Yeah, because uh, like so CG, you can tell that. it's it's CG. Yeah. yeah. There was one shot in particular where they actually um, went close up to the gator's face, and you can see the teeth and the gums a little bit. And I, I was very impressed. I was like, "That's mm. pretty good looking fucking gators." Whether it was CG or not, it was done very well. That uh, added tons to the actual like movie because you know, like for example, like in. Uh, and Lake Placid, remember Lake Placid? Yeah, yeah, like, with the with the giant gator, right? The giant fucking croc, right? Was it a croc or one of those two? Yeah, I don't know what the it doesn't is. matter at this point. It's just They're all prehistoric fucking lizards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But like, you could tell obvious, obviously because of the age of the movie. But even at that time when that movie came out, it was like you know obvious, right? So whether they used you know very expensive CG or prosthetics or animatronics, they did a good job with the gators and. The best part was seeing them attack, dude. They used, really? oh my god, dude! Like they threw fucking everything at, at at this girl and this dude, bro. Like the mother, I mean, uh, the the daughter and the father. Mm-hmm. Like legit. Like after everything they gone through, so one obstacle after another, after another, after another, they could not catch a fucking break, and that's why it was so good. Yeah. Because first of all, it was under ninety minutes, and you, that's that's sweet spot right there. That is it's, for horror. You want like yes. a good, a solid 100%. eighty-eight minutes. Yeah, dude, one hundred percent. So, and then on top of that, they throw you right into the mix, man. So, like the like the town's already being evacuated when we meet up with this girl and her father. Shit's already going down, Ooh. and then just. Natural disaster after natural disaster. So you have the flood coming in, hardcore, right? Where, like, the fucking cars are starting to flow. That's how much rain they got. Mm. Um, and then because this gator farm was next to their house, there's, like, this drainage pipe that they would swim through. And that's how they got into the crawl space. Um, oh. and cause, yeah, because I guess, you know, in a town like that, 
everything's connected, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was fucking nuts. Like, because in the commercial, it's like, oh, you know, it looks like it's just one gator, maybe two. Yeah, two. it, look, to be you know? honest, in the trailer, it doesn't look like it would, to like a good movie. It looks like, it, it looks like a, a DVD, like straight to, like, something yeah. you find on Shutter. But you know what, you know? I did mention, uh, in the last episode we did that, that they haven't shown other trailers for that movie except for that one specific trailer. Right. And, and that's why, because if they did, it would give away that there's, several gators running around mm. from this farm and like just the insurmountable odds that these people face that's about awesome. the movie would have been given away in the trailer like it was dope it was a really fun movie um i highly recommend it especially because it's so short you know it's short it's yeah. short to the point like the characters are fucking solid it's good acting all around and it's just this hopeless feeling you get the whole time because of everything that these people go through. But then, like, they, there is no filler, you know? Right. In terms of, like, um, I was saying in my review, there's no boring parts where they're like, oh, let's show you how this person became this person. Like, oh, yeah, they, so there's they, no, like, uh, remember Lights Out, where we were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Lights Out was good. And then, exactly. <laughs> and then exactly. like, at midpoint, it's like, let's show you how the monster became the monster. No, so there's no, exactly. like, no. there's no, like, ooze or something out there. It's like, oh, this this is what made the gator angry. <laughs> no, dude, like, it's, all, it's all killer, no filler, good. pretty much. You get uh, a character development, when you need to and they happen during the scenes like wow. like a little flashback of her being a swimmer or a little flashback of her being told by her dad that hey remember you're an apex predator and all that shit you know cool um, so it's it's done very well it's done nice and and streamlined and i i highly recommend it but yeah but uh welcome to the morgue you know uh this is the official corpse feed podcast my trusty producer nick valdez howdy everybody i am arturo padilla um, and we are here to talk about some horror stuff, uh, especially Stranger Things this episode. Yeah, Stranger Things. say there was some good things some bad things but uh we're gonna get to that man uh tex how you been i've been all right uh really all i've seen is stranger things because dude the shit's eight hours you know you you kind of forget because you know um i'll i'll just go ahead and get into it uh full spoilers uh we're going we're going all in on stranger things season three so if you haven't seen it pause the episode now go see it finish it up then come back uh yeah, come back <laughs> Because um, honestly, the episodes like I've gotten, I think I've gotten used to TV shows where episodes are like forty-five minutes long, maybe. Yeah. You know. Um. But then with Stranger Things, you would want to get the length, just like with Game of Thrones, you wanted more. Yeah. But uh, it started slow, man. It, it started it really did. slow. It did. Mainly in part because of the teen romance between uh Mike and um and Eleven that yeah. kind of bogged down the first several episodes of the show and kind of gave me a feeling of like, oh, I hope this is not the way they're going to go the whole fucking time. Absolutely. I 100% agree. It's it's weird because, you know, seasons one and two, it, it didn't feel like there was any wasted time. You know, you get you get eight episodes, eight chapters, and like each one was like you know, uh, outside of what was that one where Eleven had her like superpower sister or whatever. Um, the oh, one who, yeah. Yeah, that like... That was honestly, the, I think, the only filler episode. Right? went to, like, Chicago or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, right? like, it was completely, like, outside of, like, the whole thing. Made no sense. And then, you know, now it's just not a thing anymore. So... <laughs> 
that episode made it seem like a Fox show, you know? Yeah. Like, they throw you some random shit that's happening because they don't want to get to the good stuff right away. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was mad like Gotham. You know, it's like, oh, now there's like a super powered, I don't know, group and they're bad guys. And they're gonna twist Eleven's mind, and now blah blah blah. But ah, uh, yeah, that was um, that was, that see, was forgettable. yeah, but like, but season three starts out with a couple of those episodes, you know. Like, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't um rev up until um honestly, it starts getting a little fun once uh Dustin discovers the Russian um. Well, that was honestly in the first episode, but they don't like they. All right, so with this season. They decided to kind of do a little side story for kind of for certain characters. So Dustin had his side story with Steve the hair. Right. And Robin, the new character, which is she was just fantastic. Yo, yeah, and, uh, um, sideline, um, Maya Hawk, like Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman's daughter. Like, good job offspring, right? Like, yeah, oh, like shit, good genes right there, dude. Yo, good genes, good performance. Like she she's clearly gonna be like we're gonna start seeing her in a ton of shit. Like, just yeah. she's great. She was great, honestly. Like, I can have a whole show just with Steve and uh, and Robin. Yeah, just like the the, the scoops troop. Like, just give me give me that crew and give me a whole spit off of it. I'd watch it. Fuck it. Yeah, like honestly, that was one of the most interesting and most captivating um, side stories in this um, in this season. Yeah, because like I said, like everybody had their own little thing. So Dustin was doing his thing with Steve, and then um, uh, L and Max were doing their thing after she broke up with Mike for a bit. And then Mike and Lucas and Will were trying to do their thing, and Will was trying to be like, "Hey guys, stop kissing girls. Let's play some D and D." Yeah, you know? yo, poor <laughs> Will, man. He was like, Which, like you <laughs> felt for Will because it's like, yo, like he was uh, a couple seasons ago, he was deemed dead. Yeah, you know, like. They found his fake dead body in the river. Yeah, like um, it's it, tons of shit. Yeah, he he basically just wants to get his time back. You know, like he he had all those he had all those weeks or whatever stolen from him as a kid. So now yeah. he's just like he yeah. just wants to hang out with his friends. You know, and yeah. that was really sad though because we knew what he's gone through. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, his friends, I think maybe only Eleven might be able to even relate a little bit. Yeah. But even then, like, she's her own special thing. And I felt bad. I felt bad for Will because he just, uh, like you said, he wanted to recapture all those moments that he missed when he was, uh, you know, getting fucking possessed and, Played by the you know flair. Yeah, and it's especially depressing when you find out that they're planning to move. So it's oh. like, yeah, so it's one of those things where it's like, then you get that extra layer a couple episodes in because first you're like, man, that sucks. You know, it's like stop being dicks. You know, all these teenage boys being teenage boys. You know, like they be little I assholes. Know. And and you're like, oh man, it sucks for Will. But then you find that out, and you're like, oh, he just wanted to spend time before he. Yeah, moved. exactly. Which you're like, oh shit, it's a wonder he wants to try and get everything in you know yeah like this is it (laughs) this is it and they don't know it they had no clue it just so happens that like it it kind of their departure coincides well with the ending of the show yeah um but we'll get to that in a little bit oh yeah um so the scoops troop side story mainly focuses on um uh, dustin find that russian like coded uh signal yeah and uh and from there they go on some wild fucking goose chase to find out what the fuck is going on and that was fucking dope yeah because it's you know uh stranger things is already goofy it's one of those things where it's like once you we're three seasons in so at this point i'm like oh russians okay i'll accept all of it yeah right it's like okay sure why not it's the cold war didn't rocky four come out around this time (laughs) yeah like it's one of those got a bunch of ivan drago running around hawkins yeah like it's one of those things where it's like you already accept like superpowers exist you know all this shit the under like the what is it? Oh, God, I almost called it the down under, but it's the upside down. The upside down, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like so, down under. It's like yeah, you know, Australia. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, I'm just like, okay, Russians, cool. Okay, like it's this whole thing, and I didn't blink. You know, I'm like, it's goofy, but like I loved it. You like you're it saying, worked. like it, it, it worked. Totally worked. It definitely um brought you back to like some like it just had the vibe of an '80s like action movie with kids you know yeah. like uh, it had this um that storyline in particular um had that goonies vibe to it yeah like, they they uh, mentioned like, like they mentioned red dawn 
I think yes. in, in one yes. of the episodes, and I was like, "Oh, that's perfect," because that's what this yes. is. It's a good vibe, man. I really enjoyed that. I could have used a lot of that this season. Yeah. Um, uh, and then you had the the side story with Nancy mm-hmm. um, and Will's brother. I forgot what his name is. Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan. Where they were uh, interns at the newspaper in town, and obviously, you know, these kids, and especially this this young girl, doesn't know shit. Yeah, um, like that was a little. That's one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, it's a little much, but. Yeah, it's a little much, but honestly, that's what happened during that time. Yeah, like, I you know? I like it because I like Nancy. Like, I liked, uh, and she was great this season, too, because they gave her yes. that, that 80s action lady look, where it's yes. like the short, wet that hair. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah where, where, you know, um, it's like the Sarah Connor or Jace, where she has the short hair, but it's all damp and, like, you know, because she's all dirty and sweaty and shit, and yep, she's holding yep, the gun, yep. and I was like, ah, this is great. <laughs> and, that's where the main conflict starts because she's the one that starts discovering yep. her and Joyce start thinking outside the box and great. You know, it's great that that experience that they've had in the past in seasons two and one, you know, mm-hmm. that it's never left them. So anytime they like something suspicious, like, wait a minute, that's not normal. Especially when Joyce noticed the magnets. Yeah. That's falling wild. Off the bridge, she was like, huh, that's, that shouldn't happen. Like, what's this all about? And that's so good in terms of like, the character development that that's always with them. So she's always on high alert because, hey, this shit happened fucking twice, dude. It wasn't just like yeah. well, this once occurrence. It happened again. So, like, that was really cool to see how she was on high alert, especially Nancy, too. Like, I like how they never forgot what happened. Like, even um, in the tunnel with the Scoops Troop, when Dustin and Steve are going down that tunnel and they're talking, they're like, hey, wait a minute. Do you think this has something to do with the gate that was closed? You know, so that was very good. I like that, that they started to tie in all the other experiences they had. And they started to bring in all the other characters that they um, started to actually develop this season into that fold with Robin and with Lucas's sister. Yeah. Um, and, um, and even with uh, with Alexi, you know. Oh, and, uh, Alexi. Yeah. Yo. Alexi. Oh, poor Alexi. Yo, pour one out for Alexi, man. Pour out the cherry Slurpee for Alexi. Cause... Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. He was uh, – and then he got shot right yeah. after he went to fucking Woody Woodpecker. Yeah. It's like, he earned that fucking stuffed animal, man. He beat the Carney code, man. He beat the Carney equation and the algorithms they have for the fucking dark game. <laughs> dude, And he's what? like, you can tell, he's like, you know what? I'm a fucking Russian scientist. I got this shit. Dude, but and like, got shot. what a good scene. That, like, that whole, like, uh, you know, where he realizes he's gonna get shot. And then you have what's his name over there with the corn dogs. And, like, oh, yeah, that, that was great. Yeah, like, like I, I left him for a corn dog. <laughs> Like, just, like it was funny but not funny you know because it was sad because you realize oh shit i should have stayed with him but it's like oh you know it's like a corn dog is in his head he's like i got the corn dog yeah yeah <laughs> dude and you know that whole the whole carnival thing i i like that too like the whole the big the big set pieces were the carnival and the mall so it's like yeah so it's like what do you do at, like that's the other thing they 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 plan like i think they planned like five seasons but there was a report saying that they might end it at four. But yes, that you was know. three. That's the report that said that. Uh, well, first of all, originally uh, Netflix wanted to them to film a, a season uh, three and four back to back, and uh, they said no. The a producer said no either. But we were talking about that, and that could have been the best move in terms of keeping the story going. Yeah, because um, there was a big gap between the end of season two and season three right um where these kids just fucking hit puberty and like they yeah. just grew and got ripped and shit like lucas is ripped <laughs> yeah. he's like seven feet tall dude you know like, dustin is the only one that can probably like pass for one of the kids again and that's just barely scraping it yeah because you know? that's that's when you lose the vibe of the the kid adventure stuff then it's just teens doing things, and you're like, yeah, it's good, but it's it's never going to be as good as, you know, what. It, that's a thing we got to accept, right? Yeah. You know what it is, too? Like, I, I think maybe they were going for that Harry Potter vibe. You know how oh. um, as the kids got older, things got darker? Right. Um, like, in this season, shit was fucking dark yeah people like, are, people are dead before. like there's yes. there are dead people like left and right every episode somebody's getting got dude yeah and like harsh like fucking like they were getting got like dudes were getting fucking pretty much taken they were getting kidnapped 
They were getting eaten alive pretty much by the fucking life flare. Dude. Um, the, the scene with the newspaper editor's daughter and the dinner, you know, in the dining room where he just – he – Running away, she just grabs a bottle and, and smacks, just smacks him, dude. And like the whole the the mind flayer thing too. That's what makes me think. I'm like, what do you what do you do after this? Like, you know, because then you get the you got the big battle with the mind flayer, and I'm like, this is you know, I really love that fucking climax. Like that final battle, I like that whole setup, dude. The mall, I like the color palette. Like, it yeah, was, it was like a big boss battle. Yeah, in a video game. Like, the cinematography's improved in this season, too. Like, there's so many, like, um, there's a shot I particularly like where Eleven's sitting in front of, like, the Ego Freezers. Yep. And, like, it's all kind of purple and neon, and I'm like, man, this is good shit. Like, they clearly had, like, a good vision, and you can tell they got the money, because the Mind Flayer, that CG looked pretty good. Like, it was good. If it was... If it was just a little off, you know, th- this whole shit would have fell apart, dude. Yeah, because uh, it was very prominent. Like, uh, the monster was very on screen. You know, they yeah. had a lot of screen time. Um, it, uh, you can see a lot of detail. That's how much, even in the dark, um, in the right. first episode or two, when um, when Billy gets possessed by the Mind Flayer, like, you see detail in the dark, meaning that they did go all out with the CG effects and everything, with the lighting and how realistic they wanted this monster to look in the dark. You can see the slime factor, the sleekness of the monster. Yeah. Um, so they did a very good job with that. And like you said, if they if they fucked up even a little bit and they kind of went cheap with it for a little bit, it would have looked like trash. It would have looked like a, a, a sci-fi movie. Yeah, because the second, yeah. like, if it was just a little bit off, we would have, like I'm saying, it would have thrown off the vibe of the whole thing. Because then, like, a mind, like that Mind Flayer design is cool, but if it looked just a little more goofy, we'd be like, ah, oh, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was supposed to mimic the Mind Flayer's uh, shadow shape. Yeah. From two, and I think they did a good job of kind of recreating that shape, but organically, you know? And it was kind of gross, too. Because it was like, um, it had a very blob feeling to it. Yeah. Um, it was like a blob with, like, you know, muscle and bone in it. It was fucking gnarly looking, dude. Yeah, it was – it's a good concept because, like, uh, you know, the whole possessing people and then, like, the big payoff of that is when it – you know, when it comes together at the, towards the end when all the people, like, it's possessed just start yeah. melting and they just, like, go into it. It was like Team 1000 collecting all its little metal bits. Yeah. Like, like, like that's what it, that's exactly what it reminded me of. Just like a Terminator scene when, like, the all the little shapes get absorbed back into it. Yeah. Like, you remember how um in Terminator 2, when they first meet up with the T-1000 in the, in the mental hospital, um, and he's chasing them with his little metal spike uh, hook things, yeah. and then one of them gets caught on the cop car as as they're, as they're um, speeding away, and then John Connor throws it on the floor, and the shit just slithers back into it, like, <sighs> right, right into the foot of T-1000. That's exactly, it was a scene that was exactly like that. Oh, um, man. And, uh, and that was great. That was great. Um, it, it also reminded me a little bit of the Slither movie, too. Yeah. Um, just the way, like, it looked kind of just kind of gross, you know? Kind of like a, just a very, like I said, a blade blobby, insectoid, muscular kind of thing. It was they, they did a good job with the design. I'm glad that it actually turned out well. Yeah, because uh, I think the, the best example of, like, that Slither stuff is when um, when it's in her Eleven's leg. Oh. Yeah, and like that—that that is the other thing I want to touch on in a little bit. But like, um, each of these little episodes had good little cliffhangers. Like, especially towards the end when stuff happens, and I'm like, ah, oh, I want to see the next one. You know? Yeah, because <laughs> they knew they knew they had to pick up the pace. It's like, yo, you only have eight episodes, right? And you spent the first, um, you spent a good ch- a chunk of time in the first uh, several episodes exploring this this teen romance that that kind of like. Yeah, it was. It's it's good for the story because it shows them growing up, but it's not like it's not very important in terms of the bigger picture. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those yeah. things where it's like it's good for Eleven, like as a character, you know, because then she's growing up and like she's clearly like you know she's getting all older, the love and doing all that shit. Yeah, you know? so it's, it's it's good for her. And then you know we're gonna talk about Hopper in a bit, David Harbor. Like it, his, her story basically like influences his. Uh, it ties back into what you're saying about the gap in between seasons. Yeah, 
I think like this rougher start was maybe because um, it's probably because we didn't see them for a long time. So it's like we got to get reacquainted with these people, and you know, they, and they're they're older now. It's basically like new characters, you know. Yeah. So it's got to spend the time like getting us reestablished where they are. So like maybe but Hopper that's did it. actually. Uh, he did a good job by just when he was talking to Joyce. He was like, "Hey, it's been like six months of this or whatever." <laughs> yeah, you know? so, like, yeah. He got a sense of like what was going on which is not much these kids fucking just uh playing a uh, fucking tonsil hockey yeah all fucking six months pretty much uh, leading up to the summer but uh you brought up hopper um hopper was a good character yeah. um in terms of him developing as a person too you saw him all frustrated in the beginning of, mm-hmm. of, the, of the season because of the because Eleven and Mike were always fucking making out. So you saw him frustrated, like the frustrated dad shit. He didn't know what to do. And then yada, 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 pretty much, without having to go into his you know, his timeline, he gets his ass beat hardcore right. in this one scene um, where Joyce has a, a hunch, like, hey, listen, let's check back at that laboratory and see what's going on because shit's getting a little bit wild right now. Um, so they go check it out, and they meet the fucking the Russian version of like the, um, the actually, Russian like, Schwarzenegger? The, the dollar version of Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> this is a dollar store Schwarzenegger, yeah, for real. absolutely. And he beats the shit out of Hopper. And then after that, dude, Hopper's on fucking full mode. He's on 11 mode, dude. He is, like, cranked up. And I was telling you, as you were watching the show, too, I love how Hopper's always ready to fucking go. Right. Like, he is, like, a no-nonsense kind of, you know, sheriff or deputy, whatever it is you want to call him. When the shit gets tough and, like, real, the dude's always, like, ready. He's always the first one, like, there to investigate and to go into into the dark room, which is awesome for his character. And he's always been that way. Um, right. That's why we love Hopper, because he, he has this, this innate hero sensibility of, like, hey, let's do the right thing. But he's kind of like, you know, he's... Drinking sometimes, smoking cigarettes yeah, it's, and shit. It's one of those things where it's like he he definitely gives off that uh that uh man, who the I'm too old for this shit. Like he gives off that oh, vibe. Yeah, he gives off like a fucking like a lethal weapon kind of yeah, vibe. Like the Danny Glover vibe where yeah, he's like I'm so Glover shit. Yeah, like, cause he's a cop, he's like, oh, it's like, oh, we haven't seen a murder like this in this town in ages, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Always at the ready, you know? Like, those as sheriffs where they always say, oh, we haven't seen a murder like this in a long time. But then they're like, but they're ready for the, you know, for the action. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's Hopper. Hopper was ready for the action. Even, you know, it's funny, even um, in his, uh, after they capture Alexi and they're hanging out with that dude, his name, Barry, is it? Yeah, um, yeah, Barry. Barry. Yeah, yeah. Like, even... We take Hopper for granted with his skills. Like, hey, look, Alexi's running away with his car, right? He's, he's driving away, and he's like, watch, he's not going anywhere, all right? Like, like, and, and we're like, oh, what's he doing? This guy's obviously going to make a fool of him, so he's going to escape. And the guy was right, you know? The guy didn't run away because of the exact same thing Hopper said. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of forgot a little bit that, hey, this guy's a fucking cop, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so he knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. And I like that. They stay steady with their characterization and they stay steady with um, their sensibilities and what they have to do in their role in the story. Right. Like, that's the other thing. Um, he was a little he was a little more intense than I probably would have you know, liked because, like, he kind of treated Joyce like trash, like uh, a lot. You know, There's a lot of yelling and a lot of like, that was the only thing where I'm like, mm, you know, I, yeah, I, I get what's and- happening. But, you know, he was angry Hopper, but I guess he's just like you can see it, too. He was stressed out. Yeah, I, I think it's he gained weight. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one, of, it's one of those things where he he's just stressed out about a lot of stuff and he's just not doing it like it's not a healthy way of like dealing with it. I, I think yeah, that's the point. Exactly. Right. And also it also seems like um, he is like um, a soldier just waiting for some action to happen. You yeah. Know what I mean? So it, it, since the, the events of season two happened, it seems like, you know, according to him, six months plus have gone by. Right. You know, because uh, season two happened around uh, the Halloween season, right? Mm-hmm. So that's another July 4th, so pretty much almost a whole year has gone by, right? And, you know, nothing has happened. You can tell he's, he's fucking, he, he's, he looks sloppy, he's gained weight, he's, he's drinking again here and there. And then he has his fucking teenage shit to deal with. So right. um, he's a little bit on edge. But I, I, you are right. He was a little bit OD sometimes. Yeah. Like, like hey, like, chill out. Even Joyce is like, hey, relax, dude. Yeah. Like, just, just 
the fuck out, man. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that's where, I, where I'm like, okay, like, I get it, but I'm like, oh, you know, it's a little, it's a little too intense, but... On that same on that same note though, like David Harbour, man, I'm I'm kind of bummed his Hellboy didn't work out now. You know, like yeah, I, I think it's for the best though. Because yeah, because we've spoken about Hellboy. Yeah, we we've so, spoken at length yeah. about Hellboy, but like, it, but yeah, like you really see that uh, he he's really got a hold on this character. You yeah, know? like he's, he's made he's made this character like one of the quintessential TV show characters that yeah. everybody knows. He's good. Like that's the yeah. thing. Where I'm like, I wanna, I wanna see him get like the next part he gets should be as good. Like that's pretty much it. Like he. But, but you oh. know what though? He seems. Um, I'm not sure if this happened yet, but he's a little bit typecast, honestly, because I can't picture him as anything but that kind of character. Oh, know? but the the over it sheriff, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, like the over it sheriff, the over it detective. Right, but just that kind of authority figure that's been around the block, right? Uh, and is like I said, always ready to throw it out. And that so, was that was his take on Hellboy. So. That was Hellboy, yeah. You yeah. know, I think about the block. You know, he, he was always always scarred up and shit, ready to just fucking fight. Yeah, so. he was just over it already. So that's you, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Ooh, so like, fuck, that, you're that, right. Yeah, dude. But listen, like, I'm cool with that. It, <laughs> a trilogy like that, you know, a little cop trilogy. It just give him some money in his pocket, like, like that'd be great. Like, it'd be dope to like see the adventures of Hopper or something. You know what you know? though? You know, it's one of those things where it's like, he, he, fuck it. If he's good at it and he doesn't mind yeah. doing that, like, fuck it. He's getting paid. Yeah, yeah. and he's good at it. You know what I mean? He's he, good. It was he, like Clint Eastwood being good at a cowboy. Yeah, this guy's just good at being like a small town sheriff. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but then we gotta we gotta talk about the big part. You know, we gotta talk about the big part. So, um, so Hopper, you know, as we mentioned, uh, is always the first one in the line of duty um, to take hits. You know, to take mm-hmm. the shot. Um, he's always the first one to uh, to explore. You know, the dark rooms and stuff. And unfortunately, he's always uh, the one to kind of take the hit. Yeah. Um, and in this one, he took a big hit. Um, he didn't make it out of the season, unfortunately. Yeah. And uh, that personally, that fucked me up, honestly. Yeah. Um, as a father, that last scene where Aleva's reading that letter that he left her. Yeah. I was done. Like, it was a fucking wrap. Just bury me now. <laughs> bury me in mortgage for seven days because this, this is not right. And again, we see the range in Hopper's character and yeah. how important he really was to that emotional part of that story. It's like, yeah, he is the core, the emotional core of Stranger Things. Think about it. Because these kids, yeah, they're fun and everything. But when it comes down to the actual scary stuff and the and the action, it's all Hopper. That's true. You know, he it's was, all Hopper. He was the one in the upside down and shit, fucking Dude. going to save Joyce and all that shit. and. He was the one, remember, in season two, he got stuck in that tunnel, remember? And then they had to save him, but even when he was looking all fucked up and half dead, he was still, you know, ready to go, dude. Um, And we were there with him, and and it was very sad to see him go, especially that last hero goodbye, you know, like, it's okay, Joyce, you can turn the keys now, you know? Uh, Especially after he asked her out, and she said yes, officially. (sighs) Yeah. I wanted to see that romance happen. Um, But yeah, but Hopper died man hopper died uh, a hero's death of this one fighting fucking dollar tree schwarzenegger <laughs> right near the reactor and i knew it i fucking knew it too the minute the uh, the fight went out to that area I yeah like, you're like that's it it's a wrap yeah, yeah. dude I, I slowly had to prepare myself i'm like it's a wrap he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna eat it because in the story once you turn off this machine that opens up the gate there's like an electrical explosion that happens when uh, when it gets shut down that kills anybody with yeah, the brain. That's true. Once they um, set that up, I was like, oh man, someone's going to get stuck turning it on and exactly, blowing up. Yeah. Man. Damn, and it had to be fucking hot, dude. Dude, but, um, that, but that speech at the end, though, man, the letter, and then, yeah, oh, God. Yeah. I'm dude. telling you, like, um, I was driving home after I saw that episode, and, uh, like, I just, I was done. Dude. Just, I couldn't stop thinking about it because this dude had a second chance to be a father on top of that. Yeah. You know, um, Something that was taken away from him and that he loved to do was be there for his daughter. And you get like little um, snippets of that history throughout the seasons. And uh, 
it was just sad. Like it was sad, especially how that letter that was supposed to be like this rehearsed speech for them, how he was like, fuck it, and he wrote what he actually felt, which is yeah. rare because he was never the kind of guy to share his feelings, uh, as he always stated, and then he just kind of poured out his fucking heart. Dude. And um, that, honestly, that should have been the end of Stranger Things. Dude, and then, you know, that's that's the thing I want to talk about, right? Because what a perfect ending scene. And then you get that tag at the end, and it fucking just all, it's all fucking ruined. <laughs> you have the Russians who have one of the fucking, like, the, the Demogorgons fucking still. Yes. Like, I, I get it. Like, this is where you want to go for season four, but why? You had such a good ending. <laughs> if anything, what, what they can do, I'm just thinking about it right now. The government's aware. Yeah. As a who was it? Um, who was the fucking guy that got at the end? Oh, uh, it was. It was, wasn't um, it? It was what's his name from fucking uh, uh, from aliens. Yeah, no, and from fucking mad about you. Yeah, this was like yeah, it's fucking uh, <laughs> mad about you guy. Paul Reiser, just Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser, yes, he comes yeah, back so, from season two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so now they're aware. So now what they can do now is go in it in like a more military aspect, and mm-hmm. but then they're gonna have to get Eleven back right. somehow. So they go back to find Eleven, which now at the end of the show, she goes off with Joyce because Joyce has always said um, this, there is nothing keeping her in Hawkins, especially after Hopper died. Right. Um, you know, Jonathan, Will, Joyce, and Eleven go off. So I think if they go that route in terms of like, now the government's aware, now they're going to do their own investigations and the shit's going to get more like X-Files. And But then they like we need this girl because she's the only one that can stop them. That's the, that's the best way to reintroduce Eleven because she still doesn't have her powers again. Right. Um, her powers were like didn't leave, but they were got they got drained because she was just excessively using them. Right. Um, and that would be a good way to reintroduce everybody. And then the fact that um, Will can be like, hey guys, the government just came and grabbed Eleven, you know, and then everybody oh, just yep. back together. That so, would be honest the most natural way for them to make a season four without having to force these kids to meet up during a holiday again. You know what I mean? Cause you remember, you're at the end of like, Oh, we'll see you for Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> don't give me Thanksgiving. And right. that should happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, cause... if anything, like to naturally introduce us back, which I don't think a, a fourth season is even needed. dude. It, it isn't. That's why I'm like, that's why that little tag at the end ruins that last episode. You know, cause like, the the Hopper speech, you know, and Joyce moving that final shot of Eleven, you know, I'm like, this is a good way to close it out. Because that breaks up the get, you know, Hopper's gone, Eleven is gone from the get. They're all gone. And the speech is all about growing up and growing your separate ways. So it's like, what what better ending is for like this, this show about these kids? You know, so I'm thinking if they do that, just, uh, I'm, I would suggest doing like an it style time jump. You know, yep. so like you're either you know, they're they are going to be like older teenagers when you do this anyway. So exactly. it's like so, so you could use the same exact actors and you, be like, oh, you know, like three years later or something. Yeah, you know, and they're so you in high can, school now and shit. You yeah, know? you can do them at their appropriate ages, like whatever ages they're supposed to be. Whenever you do it, either that or you do the whole like maybe like one or two episodes of that of this next season, they go full adults. You know, like it chapter two style. Where it's like, you know, it, these are the adult Stranger Things crew. You get an adult 11. Like, people won't gel with it, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, people won't like that because we, we got attached to, like, all these, all these uh, well, not child actors, but all these young actors now, especially Millie Bobby Brown. I can't really see them getting uh, no, an adult version of her. But, like, you know, when you watch this, it's, it's like, uh, it feels like, I mean, I guess to pull from another finale, it feels like Avengers Endgame style. You know, you know how in Endgame you have the, yes. you split up the groups and they all, they're all doing their different stories and then they all come together at the end? Like, yep. this is what this feels like. You get the different groups, you know, they're all doing their different things, it's all interweaving and then you get, they all come together. <laughs> And then I completely forgot about the Susie bit. So that's a that's a good uh, that was a good plot thread because I completely forgot about Susie that at the never beginning. Never ending story bit, dude. That was that was great. That was that was a good emotional relief little thing they put there. Yeah, she was getting so fucking tense, 
And then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, you have to do this song so I can help you out. Yeah. So you can open this fucking pulse and save the world. <laughs> yeah, it's that one little laugh we needed right before, like, fucking Hopper dies. But, like... Oh, my God, I know. But... Yeah, right. That was a good thing because I'm like, oh, I completely forgot about that. That's a good. That was a good little callback. That's that's an attention to detail kind of thing. But like, to me, I have no idea what they want to do. You know, I guess like I'm in for season four. You know, but I mean, we're in too deep now. Yeah, like you know, we watched three seasons, but like this was a good ending. So I'm like, fuck. You know, you had a good ending. Final. You know. Yeah. It was very final. Like they didn't. Um. They, I guess you can call it open-ended with uh, a Demogorgon in Russia, but it's like, all right, cool. You know, we can deal with that in a different kind of show or side show or something, yeah. you know? Or, or uh, just never deal with it, you know? Or like, never deal with it. Just be like, oh, you know, this is how Russia becomes a, a, a world power because they have a Demogorgon. <laughs> you know? um, but you're right, though, man. Like, uh, I don't know what they do. I honestly, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good, and I don't want a season four to ruin it. Like, I don't want it to be like a Game of Thrones season eight, where yeah. it kind of brought down everything. Um, even though I kind of dug season eight to Game of Thrones, I'm one of the few. But um, I don't want it to tarnish the Hopper like moment because yeah. that moment is so important. Just for like, it comes full circle. So it starts with like Eleven kind of you know making out and stuff like that, but then it ends with this speech that he was supposed to give her way back in the early part of the season about growing up and, you know, and being able to trust and, and share your feelings and being able to be yourself and stuff like that. That's, and that's great. You know, like that's it done. The end. El fin, you know, yeah, and don't give me any more, you know, I don't need any more. Yeah, and like, they're going to take the story out of Hawkins, you know, cause he, like he said, like if they do the military shit, you're not doing Hawkins, Indiana anymore. So it's but, like, and you can't not do it in Hawkins. Cause even the fucking Russians knew you had to go to Hawkins <laughs> to fucking open the gate. You know I mean? Yeah. Like, it was funny. Cause I mean, um, even Alexi said, he was like, Oh, we tried this in like several other locations, like six or seven other locations. But it didn't work because Hawkins is where the original gate opened. Yeah. So if it's not in Hawkins anymore, then what are we getting? I mean, I think we might like if again if they do something, there has to be fallout from the Starcourt situation because right. hey, listen, there was a whole fucking monster in Starcourt, you know. So and underneath Starcourt was where this gate was being opened up. So what's going to happen there? Yeah, like, um, as the final you know, episode teases, like, everybody knows about everything now. You know, they know 30 people fucking up and died. Like, they, you know, they know the, the mall blew up. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, so, like, the, you know, not the viewers, but the people in the show, like, the the, the Gentiles in the show, you know, <laughs> the normies. Yeah, just, um, like, all the, you know, all the people of Hawkins, yeah, you know. Now they know, it's like, holy shit, what the fuck was going on in our backyard? Right, know? right. What now? Like, I don't... I don't know, man. I just feel like we don't need any more Stranger Things. We don't. I don't like it how, like, when shows are so good, they have to have more of it. But it wasn't even meant to be like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it sucks. And I'm, and I'm hoping, you know, like I mentioned, it doesn't tarnish the memory of Hopper, which gave his fucking life to save the world. I'm afraid it probably will tarnish it a little bit. But I have faith in Duffer Brothers. They do a good job. They seem to know exactly what they want out of the show. Right. Um, so I'm hoping they do that angle I'm talking about with the military stuff because it's mean, the only natural way to kind of keep the shit going. I guess we'll find out. So uh, as like a final word, Arturo, just overall, would you recommend Stranger Things 3? Yes, I would, um, especially because the Scoops Troop is awesome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing, like, if you've already watched seasons one and two, you're going to watch three, but it's a worthwhile watch, you know, because even, even, like, it it may not be the best season, like, I think season one's still the best one, you know, you're still not, it's not going to get better. That's the thing with with things like this, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're always trying to live up to season one, but you can't, it's never going to be that way. It's like, um... With uh, Game of Thrones, like how in, in the first season it was all politics and all this introduction right. to this kind of world. And then after that, they were like, oh, um, uh, 
the showrunners went off the rails over here. It's all, all this action and blah, blah. I'm like, it's because you can't replicate it. You can't. Right. It's not possible. Um, and it happens with a lot of shows, unfortunately. I do like the fact that this one was super dark. It had tons of fucking gore. Right. And it. it had a lot of blood, a lot of violence. Um, so it, it definitely took that Harry Potter cue. You know, the older the kids, the darker the material. Right. So that was cool. I definitely appreciated that. I did appreciate, like we mentioned, the, the creature designs, how gnarly, like, each of the flayed people looked all the time. Um, it reminded me of the, the, the movie The Crazies. Yeah, uh, the, oh, the Crazies was good. Yeah, what, a, what, awesome. a, what a good remake, too. Like, uh, Dude, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, it was yes. just a good fucking remake. Like, I like... Like I like we I've always said, but I don't think I've said it here on this show. But uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of body horror. Like that's my big one. Like that's, that's yeah and, and yeah and that's the great thing. This season of Stranger Things gave you a lot of that. Yeah, and it's even just like the veiny look, like you're talking about. Like that stuff is yes. great. Like uh, like Billy uh, Dacker Montgomery, he he got the the veiny look the whole time. And let me just give a side a sidebar for him too. What a like. I kind of want to see what that guy could do in something else. You know, like, he's good. He, he, he fucking redeemed himself. From yeah. Season two. Yeah. Because in, in season two, like, the last thing we see of him is him and Steve going at it and, and him being the shut of Steve. <laughs> yeah, just being a real, like, dick bag. <laughs> and we're like, oh, this fucking dick is still here, you know? But then in season two, we also get a little bit of that backstory of him, how his dad was just a fucking prick. Yep. Yep. You know, and then we get even more of his story through uh, those uh, scenes where. Eleven is trying to get into his mind, and you see how his childhood was, and how yeah. his this abusive father just like molded this this very sweet kid to be such a fucking dickhead. Um, it's so, a it's a good spin on like the eighties like dick bag. You know, there's yeah, always like an eighties yeah. bully. You know, there's always yeah. an asshole, and it's a good. And, it was, and then and then you actually felt bad for him. Yeah, it was like it's I, good stuff. I was. A little bit emotional when Billy kind of fucking died because I was like, "Oh shit, this he was he was a good dude, you know. He was just abused, you know. Yeah. Um, if you if you want to like talk truth about it, he was in, in he was a, a victim of abuse, and this kind of made him the person that he is because of his father. But Eleven found that memory that uh, mom, and you totally kind of finally saw the real the real Billy, you know. Yeah. And that was kind of emotional. That was oh shit, this character was. They did a good fucking job they the way did. they unraveled that story and his character right to the end where he's like, you know what, like, you know, I'm not an asshole. I'm, you know, it's just, you know, it, was, it wasn't his fault. Just like that Good Hunting. Just like that thing in fucking Good Will Hunting. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your it's fault. Not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> Don't you do this to me, man. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad he had his moment uh, to shine. Um, and he took a... Uh, he got impaled or something by by that thing. Yeah, it was like twenty, like, like all the yeah, fucking things. Every tentacle that fucking mind flayer had, and just uh, protected eleven too, because I think it was going after eleven. Yeah, and he just got in the way. Dude, so he definitely redeemed himself, and like you said, good job on him. Got um some good side acting from these guys, like like all the side characters, not including like the kids and shit. They were well rounded. Um, yeah, did a a solid job with their acting skills. They definitely brought that story. Even like Heather. Yeah, like, Heather. Even when she was like all possessed, like she had this tone in her voice and this acting that kind of like, it, it didn't look quite right for a normal person, you know? Right. So she portrayed this this flayed person very well. And the, uh, the, the, her dad. Yeah, like her dad was good. Uh, then you have Jake, Bu- Jake Busey's in it for like, he's... He's bringing back his Frighteners shit. The whole fucking time. Dude, it, machismo. it just made me think of, uh, remember the Frighteners, dude? Uh, yes. I got mad Frighteners vibes when Jake Busey <laughs> was all like crazied out and mind flayed and stuff. Dude, you know? Nancy Drew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And dude. fucking, um, fucking, um, what's his face? The mayor. What's his face? Uh, oh, yeah. Carrie uh, Elwes, right? Yeah, Carrie that was him, right? Yes, dude. Uh, I remember, I remember, dude, I remember that, like, I, I, like, texted you, like, when I was watching, like, episode yeah, six or something like that, and I was like, holy shit, it's Carrie Elwes, like, yeah, you did, you did, he did a good job that dirtbag mayor, too, yeah, cause he, it's crazy about that guy, like, he's not in a lot, you know, but what he's in sticks out, you know, he's Prince's Bride, or then you have fucking Saw, 
Devin Saul. Yeah, the, yeah, the only good song. Yeah, like, and he makes like that's the crazy thing. Like he, when you think about it, he's part of these big cultural touchstones, and now he's in Stranger Things. So fucking it, Robin Hood men in tights. Who would have thought, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that too, right? Yeah, oh, man. dude, he's in. That's what I mean. He's not in a lot of stuff, but he's in. He's in notable things, man. Good for him. Fucking, like fucking Hopper kicked his ass up. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was a great fucking scene, man, with Hopper and him in the fucking office, dude. That's uh, when. That's what I'm talking about, son. That's what I'm talking about, with Hopper. Like, he's always ready to throw it down, dude. He's like, yo, and he's such a good cop. Right. It shows how aware he is of his surroundings and who the people in his town are. Dude. Where he's like, yo, like I saw this fucking Russian guy leaving your office, dude. You can't tell me it's a fucking plumber, motherfucker. That's true. Right? <laughs> he's he locked the door. Yo, he's a chief great. of police, man. Like he knows his town, and yeah. like that's the thing. He's like rounding it all back up, like it's not as good as season one. It's I I would say it's better than season two. I didn't like season two that yes. much, but like it was very simple. Yeah, and, like, the thing is, like, even when it's not as good, it's still solid. Like, it's still a solid, like, it's not all eight hours are solid, but it's still very entertaining. Like, I I would definitely recommend this over spending time with other shows, you know? <laughs> I also think um, this season ended stronger than every other season, though. It did. Especially where um, it showed um, where the characters ended up, you know what I mean? Like, with uh, Steve... And Robin ended up at the video store. Oh, you know that's I mean? so and good. And then, like, um, Lucas's sister got her nerd on, as you can say. Yeah, she... When she got this box with D&D and &D She's finally like embracing that. the nerd side, you know? Yeah, dude, it, it was very cool to see, like, um, it's that... You know how, like, in movies, they put, especially in the 80s... Or oh, the montage the at the end, the right? The montage at the end, and they put a little caption, Oh, uh, Steve and Robin, <laughs> you know, got a job at the video store. <laughs> You know, yeah, Susie are still singing together. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, uh, it was definitely like that, and I liked how you know they had a good ending. You know, they these kids gone through some fucking shit. You know, and for uh, like for just that little amount of people going through this kind of crazy natural disaster, catastrophic right. event shit. It, it uh, how, how they say um, that people who experience those kinds of situations yeah. um, mean to stick together. You know, and it shows that how, like, even as they grew apart, they came back together because they were the only ones that understood, yo, this shit is going down and, and people are going to fucking die. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I definitely like that, how they have that camaraderie and um, how everything just ended um, pretty nice and loosely until, you know, they showed that. The, uh, that fucking demo yeah, see, that's why you know. That's why we're both like. I know you're concerned about it ruining like season four, ruining all this. Because yeah, like they finally got somewhat of a like a. They're all moving on, you know, and it, it would just suck to see like another season bring them all back in. You know, it's one. Yeah. Of, it's one of those things where it's like they yeah. finally got it. We finally reached a point where we're like, oh, we don't have to worry about shit anymore. But then, Especially because it was a natural moving on. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you didn't have to break them up because you had to break them up. It's like, I love the fact that they kept mentioning that Joyce was going to move. You yeah. know what I mean? So that alone had the seed planted for them to actually kind of go their own separate ways finally, you know? And, you know, let's see what happens. That's all we can really say. It, it was fun. Uh, the ending destroyed my heart. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm bouncing back just fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready. I mean, we're in for season four. Fuck it, right? Yeah, that's it, dude. I mean, honestly, I'm just getting ready for it. Chapter two. Oh, dude. Um, I, I can't wait to get a new trailer for that thing. We got a new poster today. Yes. Right? Yeah, we did get a new poster uh, recently, and it's still very minimalist. It's just Pennywise, because they, they already know. Like, they know we're going to go see it. Like, they don't have to do much, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, that was our Stranger Things talks, folks. Um, mm -hmm. I hope you guys have the opportunity to watch it. If you haven't yet, um, watch season one, two, and three if you haven't seen anything at all. Um, but enjoy. It's a fun show on Netflix that uh, it's free. Not really free per se, but you know what I mean. You, you have a lot of options in terms of Netflix. Yeah, and, if you're already um, paying and, Netflix to watch The Office, like why not yeah. just... <laughs> exactly. Um, so go enjoy uh, Stranger Things. And we're going to take a little break, and then we'll come back. Turn around. Look at what you see in her face. The mirror of your dreams. Make believe I'm everywhere. 
I really do. Yeah, it's like a, a Netflix movie, right? It's about this uh, this dude who is going to find his sister who went to like who was kidnapped by like a cult or something like that. And just wild fucking shit happens. The gore is fucking great in this movie. Mm. Um, you should definitely watch it. Um, I really dug it. It's um it's set in the olden times. I don't know what fucking year, but it's uh he goes on to search for his sister, and uh, like I said, she was kidnapped by like this cult leader kind of thing for some kind of sacrifice purpose and shit and i don't know if he's like a spy or he has like skill or something but he he shows some like secret agent kind of fucking like ninja mastery shit (laughs) i can't even describe it but uh, i think you like it i think you guys like it too if you haven't seen it yet i know it came out i think last year on netflix it's been a long list of shit to watch but i recommend the apostle it was a fun little watch It, it was two hours and 13 minutes but Honestly, kind of didn't feel like it, which is cool. Hmm. Um, it has um, that old-timey vibe to it, so expect a lot of uh, ye old English and shit. But it was cool, man. It was hard to describe. It was uh, like an action horror kind of thing. So, But I recommend it. I think it was Gareth Edwards to direct, too. Oh, so the dude... Uh, From the, Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla. I always mix them up with, uh, there's another Gareth out there that I always mix them up with. Um, it doesn't matter now, but. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. But yeah, so, uh, all right, so correction, not Gareth Edwards, but Gareth Evans. See, there you go. That, that's exactly what I was talking about, because I was like, I always mix up the two Gareths. It's the guy who made, um, The Raid. He directed The Raid. Yeah. Um. Oh, he comes for us. So that. yeah, so that explains the actiony stuff. That does. There you go. That yeah, explains the fucking action. Uh, the night comes for us. I would. I would recommend that one. Uh, I, you, you told me it was good. Yeah, I have, it's on my. It's on my list, man. It looks it, fucking dope. Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's Ray to Jace. You know, where it's like a couple of guys versus a billion people, and I love but those. You know what, like, those movies fucking work, dude. Like, Those movies that, rule, dude. Like, right, so it's the Rambo angle, formula, dude. Like it's a, uh, it just works, man. Dude, that angle has worked, right? So Judge Dredd. Right? Judge Dredd. Yep. Right. Fucking the raid. The raid. Yep. Uh, even um, fucking um, have you seen that French movie with the uh, what's it called with the parkour shit? I think it's uh oh uh it's it was the Mr. one with thirteen or something, right? Uh, yeah, it was the one with uh with. Wasn't Paul Walker in that one? He was in the remake of it. That was, uh, <laughs> yeah. he was in the remake of that movie. I went to the I theater think, to see that one, Arturo. I think it was called, like, Brick Heaven or something. Yeah, it like was, that, yeah, right? I went to the theater for that one. That's the one I remember. Yeah, so that's the remake of that French movie. So, it was like, uh, <laughs> like, it's the same concept. Yeah. This undercover cop has to go into this tenement building. Um, where these drug dealers, you know, are and shit like that. So it's that same guy. It works. Um, which brings me back to the horror back here. There's a movie called The Horde. I think I've told you about this before. It's a French movie. Um, where it's the same exact concept. There's a cop and a, a group of cops that are trying to get into this, like, huge building that's, um, that's pretty much run by a drug lord, um, who's, and the drug lord killed the guy's, like, brother and shit. Mm. And then they go into the building they take care of the fucking, like, all the human enemies, and then they realize there's a fucking zombie outbreak going on outside. Uh, and then the zombies start invading the fucking thing, and that's, that's just... I highly recommend that movie, The Horde. This was when um, my wife was pregnant with, with our first kid, right? Uh-huh. And the, uh, we just had time in our hands. I was like, oh, I was watching all these random fucking horror movies on Netflix. I came upon The Horde, and I was like, the French, do it again. <laughs> fucking... Um, if you guys don't know, I sp- I've spoken about it before, but not at length. I'm a huge fan of the of the French horror movies, like yeah. the, the French extreme violent movies and stuff. They do a good job, um, and this was one of them. The horror definitely um, that was it was fun, dude. Because again, insurmountable odds always add to a good story and to good tension. So once you've taken care of the 
the villains that you thought were just the villains. Now you have to deal with the fucking horde of zombies that are just raiding this building because now you're trying to get out and you've opened up the doors as you were trying to get out. So that that was a cool fucking movie, man. Another good movie I've seen uh, recently that, um, besides Crawl, we spoke about Crawl already, was Midsummer. Um, yeah, how was that? Midsummer was good. Uh, if I enjoyed it thoroughly, I really liked it. Um, if you're a fan of, of Hereditary, which is Ari Aster's first uh, movie, you're, you'll like you'll like Midsummer. Okay. It's it's polarizing. I can see why some people might not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very not art house horror, but um, high level horror, high end mm-hmm. horror. You okay. know, you got to sit through the story and you got to connect the pieces and um, and take everything as it comes and then put everything together at the end where everything culminates. Um, it was very good. The ending was very good. It's it's technically a story of, about a girl who's lost who's lost pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a story about her finding herself, honestly. Okay. Deep down, that's what it is. In the movie, pretty much, uh, the beginning scenes, her sister is uh, suffers from depression, so she... Um, kills off her parents and herself and this dude in this crazy fucking way so um so she sends her this like suicide note right mm-hmm. and um she the sister like creates this uh this contraption where she puts hoses um, on the mufflers of the cars right mm-hmm. and the hoses like lead all the way up to the parents room and one taped right to her mouth and, like, that scene is super fucking gnarly. Wow, um, okay. Yeah, dude. So off the bat, you get that. So that's not even a spoiler, like, because that just happens in the first ten minutes of the fucking movie. Really? Um, so, yeah, so that sets the tone that you know it's not going to be your everyday kind of horror movie. Um, and the imagery, like, it keeps popping up here and there, so they don't throw everything at you right away, but they throw you that in the beginning to kind of prepare you for the crazy shit that's going to go down, you know? So that alone was like, holy shit, let me, you know, you sit down, you open your eyes, you're like, let me pay attention. Um, and pretty much um, after she, she loses everything, she goes on this trip to Sweden with um, um, her boyfriend and some of his friends from fucking college. I don't, that's a whole different story, whatever. But then, her, as I mentioned, her journey to finding herself is, is one that you can appreciate as a human being um, because this person lost everything. And the actress, um, I forgot her first name, Pew is her last name, from Fighting With My Family. Oh, um, so the, the the woman who played Paige? Paige, uh, yeah. The actress who played Paige. Awesome. Very good. She definitely brought a shitload of emotion that made this movie, that made you able to connect with the human side of this movie. That's good, because yeah. Fighting With My Family isn't very good. So, you know... <laughs> It was a huge bummer because I'm like, man, like it, it was. It's one of those movies that's like right there, you know. Yeah. Like it's like I feel like it could have been good if you just tighten some stuff up. But man, what a rough movie, dude! Like even I guess you have to be like a hardcore WWE fan, but even then, yeah. like you'd be like, ooh. <laughs> Um, it's my house thing, right? At least, right? This is my house. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's it's a rough man. It's I'm glad she bounced back, or I'm glad she yeah. turned that, it, or or you know, it was high profile. It's a high profile movie. It's just yeah, you know, but I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm glad. Like I'm glad she found her place in horror. Like it's one of those yeah. things where like uh, you get a you get a lot of young actresses coming out through horror now. It was surprising. It was surprising because as I, as I mentioned, she, she lost. Pretty much her whole family. So she was emotional throughout the whole entire movie. So like any little thing would remind her of her family. So like wow. um, a lot of crying was involved, but it was, it wasn't like excessive crying or like oh this woman you know. It's like you know, you have to understand where she's coming from. That's good. Um, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad Midsummer turned out to be a, a yeah, good dude, film. Yeah, but... so that's why I titled it um, uh, "Find Your Home" <laughs> uh, because that's exactly what it was. She was trying to find. Where she belonged in the world now, you know what I mean? Because her parents are gone, her sister's gone. She's looking for something, and she found that in that village. And holy shit, that shit was crazy. But yeah, I don't have any much more to talk about this evening. Uh, we talked about Stranger Things uh, for a while. It was all point of this uh, today. 
I hope you guys enjoyed that. We talked about the Crawl. Uh, go watch that. I gave it a nine. It's because it was fun, entertaining, and under ninety minutes. You can't beat that shit at all. Um, uh, I mean, until Midsummer. until Crawl Two, right? Like you no, know, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Crawl Two. No, it's made for. Come on, dude. Crawl Two, Crawl Three, the crawling. <laughs> crawl yeah, Four. I wouldn't be surprised if lesser kind of filmmakers took the franchise. We're um, we're getting Crawl like, Two next so, year. Dude. But Crawl is so, like... It was... I feel... It sounds like it's real lightning in a bottle. Like, it's one of those things where it's yeah. like, it shouldn't have worked, but it works. Yeah, like, it's called <laughs> Crawl because, you know, she found her dad in the crawl space of, you know, of their old house. But now so Crawl 2 is just... Gonna, are you always going to put somebody in a fucking crawl space? Nope. It's, it's like, just going to be... Oh, no. Nope. They're stuck in the crawl space again. It's just Crawl 2, man. This is the... You know. this time, right? <laughs> Like it's not a flood, you know. It's a drought. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be like you remember how Tremors was good, and then we got like it just kept going. It's one of those things where it's like it it feels like Tremors. Tremors shouldn't have worked, but it did. And now you know, then they made like twenty more. So now it's gonna be this thing. Oh man! show too right like a tv show with tremors or some shit like that. I, I, I don't even think that's happening anymore dude like, it's it's gone I, honestly i don't even care it's tremors gone cool and shit but it's like oh all right i, I moved on it was it was good that one movie was good and then that's it like i mean it's done <laughs> yeah I'm sorry. It's, um, and speaking of done like I said, yeah speaking of done i think we're done <laughs> yeah um I got nothing more to say. Um, hopefully, uh, when we see you again, fellas and ladies, uh, we will be discussing uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, that comes out uh, in a couple of weeks in August. Um, we'll, and we'll, then, we'll figure it out. We'll have something yeah, to talk about. Yeah, we'll figure about. it out. But we're definitely going to talk about Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark and uh, some Guillermo del Toro stuff because he has a lot of um, – he, he, he's added a lot of awesome stuff to horror, Blade mm-hmm. Two. Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy, just um, just to visuals in, in general, just like, visuals in general, yeah, and and that's why I think this movie visually is going to be pretty cool because it looks like everything in the trailers has been pretty pretty practical in, in terms of effects, right? So that's pretty cool. Practical so effects happens. are good, man. Like you can't practical you can't be practical. It's going to be Doug Jones in every fucking and every suit hey dude i don't care I'll man that, right? give him give him work if he's willing to do it give him work uh please follow corpse speed at all our things uh follow facebook facebook twitter, instagram twitter instagram yeah if you're on soundcloud also check us out on apple podcasts podcast and if you're on um, apple if you're on apple podcasts like uh please give us a review give us some stars you know we're stars like you know i don't expect a paragraph but it'd be cool to get a star here and there yeah like give uh, it give <laughs> us some stars give us a little a star but you know give I, us you know, a yeah like we're we understand you know we're we're making this as we go I along it's not like trash right now but uh, you'll be sorry when we're when we hit episode 100 <laughs> yeah but we're like super you know super <laughs> professional at this and stuff you know, we got the, but you know, we're we're working it. We're getting there. A couple of stars would be nice. Couple bit by of bit, man. Yeah. And, and like I said, and like I said in the first episode of the morgue, this is a work in progress, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a lot of fun things for you guys uh, down the line. I don't want to say anything yet because it's I haven't hammered down details, but um, just stay tuned. And um, as uh, as uh, Nick Valdez says, uh, follow us on all the uh, all the social media. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because now I'm doing things a little differently with the social media and core feed where I'm sharing certain things in certain places because Facebook gets pretty much the the bulk of the feed stuff. So on Twitter, I I share certain ideas um, about like movies I saw and then on Instagram, you get like a piece of artwork or a piece of, uh, of music that I listen to that you don't see on Facebook. So I'm trying to make everything a little bit special um, for every platform. That way, you know, all you guys can have something a little different everywhere and you won't be seeing the same post everywhere. So I hope you guys are enjoying the feed. And once again, I'm with my uh, trusted producer, Nick Valdez from Comic.com. Yes, uh, we'll see you next time. Yes, 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 he is. That's him right there. And I am Arturo Padilla. This is uh, the official Corky Podcast Award. And uh, remember, folks, it's a scary world out there. We're here to walk you through it. You will beware. You're in for a scare.